0: 877 381 3811. 877 381 3811. Did you see our podcast numbers just now, Mr. Producer? They are massive. Absolutely massive. And our affiliate numbers are very, very strong. I just want to encourage our affiliates, where possible, not to preempt us. Where possible, to move us live because people are finding our podcast by the millions. It's enormous. What's a traitor? Oh, here he goes again. What's a traitor? Nancy Pelosi has said that the Confederate generals were traitors and that former speakers of the House who supported the Confederacy are traitors. And she's walking around the Capitol building at night with a flashlight, the Energizer uh, Bunny, looking for portraits and statues to tear down. You hear supporters of Black Lives Matter say the same thing. They're traitors. They're traitors. You've heard generals say that. We heard General Mullen, the head of the Joint Chiefs, he testified that we should change the name of any of our military bases that are named after Confederate generals. They were traitors. Traitors. The Confederate flag must come down must never be shown ever again, anywhere, at any time, and any place. Why? It's the flag of traitors. It's the flag of a movement that sought to do what, Mr. Producer? Disintegrate our country, basically. Divide it and destroy it. So I got to thinking, as I do, I believe I was eating one of those pecan twister things, or twirler thing, whatever they call them. Traitors, that's the test. Is not Marxism seeking to destroy our country, Mr Producer? Is not Marxism the antithesis of republicanism and constitutionalism and capitalism? Did we not hear a leader of the Black Lives Movement in New York say you either meet our demands or we're gonna burn the system down? Have you not heard Biden and the others talk about fundamentally transforming America? Destroying one institution after another, whether it be private or public? Have you not heard them talk about open borders? Undermining the cops? Destroying industries, like our energy industry and all the assembly lines and union jobs that go with them? Have you not heard basketball players and football players get behind Black Lives Matter and their Marxist anarchist movement? What's Omar and Talib and AOC if they're not traitors? Marxists. Marxism seeks to destroy our country. Thus the people who embrace Marxism are traitors. Nancy Pelosi is a traitor. Chuck Schumer is a traitor. LeBron James is a traitor. Bill DeCameau is a traitor. The entire Black Lives Movement needs to be treated like the Confederacy. Traitors who seek to destroy this country given their embrace of Marxism. And you know what's interesting, Mr. Producer? This Marxist movement has done more damage to the northern cities than the Confederacy did in terms of burning and looting and crime in New York Confederacy never got to New York Philadelphia they never got to Philadelphia traitors sanctuary cities what do they seek to do nullification of federal immigration laws traitors Traitors burning down the system, Marxism, nullification, effective, as I call it, effective secession, destroying the notion of citizenship with open borders, destroying our streets and turning them over to criminals and Marxists, destroying our schools with propaganda, anti American, racist propaganda, destroying sports. And other businesses, Black Lives Matter is a traitorous movement. Antifa is a traitorous movement. The Democrat Party is a traitorous party. I'm just basing it on what Nancy Pelosi and the media say. And, of course, I would include CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of them. They're all traitors because they want to fundamentally transform America, even by violence if necessary. The New York Times, the 1619 Project, which seeks to brainwash every generation of children into the future in order to do what? To destroy America from within. They're traitors over the New York Times, and they've been for a long time. So what do we do with traitors? Well, we pull down their monuments. We take down their portraits. They bur- we burn them in effigy. And yet, those traitors are untouchable. Wait a minute. You can't do that to those traders. Only the dead traders. Only them. And what are those dead traders going to do to us, Mr. Producer? Nothing. They're monuments, they're symbols. But what are the live traders going to do to us? Destroy us. I am certain that you and your families have the same discussion as I do with my family about the road ahead should Joe Biden and his party take control of the presidency, hold the House and take the Senate. You've had thoughts that you've never had before in your life about mobility. Are you going to move to another area in the country? Are you going to leave the country? What are you going to do with your bank accounts? What are you going to do with your home? Since everything's on the table, since the Constitution's going to be washed away. After all, it's just like a monument. It's the document of slaveholders. It's, it's arcane. Who needs it? We have a new reality, you see. These are the traitors. And you're worried about the modern traitors. Whether they be professors or teachers, whether they be politicians or television hosts, Whether they be whatever they are. You're worried about them. And you're worried because they're going to have power. Lots of it. Lots of it. I've written seven books. Not counting Rescuing Sprite. And in each one. I've promoted liberty and I've warned about tyranny. In as many different ways as I can. Well, it's here. It's staring you in the face. You know that bastard who attacked three police officers viciously, causing some of them to bleed? You know he's out of jail right now as I speak? Because of bail reform that Cuomo supported, that Cameo supported. Traitors. Traitors. Who are destroying our country from within, right? I just wanted to be clear about this because the same justification that they give for mob rule, for violence, for looting, for arson, for destroying our country from within, destroying our law enforcement to soften us up. If that's not traitorous, I don't know what is. So are now we free to be mobs. Are we free to beat the crap out of them? Are we free to hit them over the head with baseball bats? Are we free to loot them? Burn their towns? Burn down their colleges and universities? Drag them out of their cars? No, we're not. We're not free to do those things. But what I fear, what I fear is that the Marxists Are unleashing forces in this country that at some point will be uncontrollable. When you, by force, by the abuse of law, take somebody's home, somebody's property, somebody's business, somebody's livelihood, when you, by the force of law, the abuse of law, destroy their communities, destroy their schools, Destroy law enforcement? Desperate people do desperate things. I pray to God it never comes to this, but I often think about it, don't you? Truth be told, don't you? You have to deny what's taking place if you don't. There's a reason why people are buying guns like never before, and people who've never owned guns, because they intend to defend themselves. They intend to protect their families. They intend to protect their homes and their businesses. We've only seen a little tiny piece of this. Where a minority, I didn't say minorities, a minority of the population has had its way. But if this spreads, and if it's given the patina Of legitimacy and legality with the election of the Democrats who will further celebrate it, empower it, or ignore it. I truly fear for the future. I truly do. Because then the traitors, as they self define, as they self define, the traitors will be in power. And anything's possible. I wish it weren't so. I pray it's not so. But I know it is. I'll be right back.
2: Much Lovin'.
0: Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character, to preserve it. Hillsdale's been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, Commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. People are not buying guns and ammo in record amounts, uh, unparalleled amounts for target practice or for hunting. They're buying it for just in case in those states and communities where it's legal. They're buying it for just in case. And the traders in this country today, again, based on the characterization of Nancy Pelosi among others, that is people people who are effectively at war with the country are all on the left they're all on the left the Marxist left have you noticed Mr. Bedusa, you want to talk about echo chamber, you notice how often now the Democrats are called Marxists and Communists you remember when I started doing that, the crap that I took, it's just true But welcome, everybody, because it is true. And you have Mr. Producer to thank in part, too, because he's the one that played that 2015 video, audio for radio, with one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, out-of-the-closet Marxist. And you notice how little the media report about this. Let me tell you about the media. We're going to see in this election, it's going to be up to you, whether the media is consequential or not. Because the media have a different business model now. Number one, they're ideologically driven. And number two, the media, the way they report, the way they talk, the social activism agenda, the hate America agenda. That's right, the hate America agenda is identical to Talib and Omar and AOC and all the other reprobates. And all the other reprobates. It's quite true. So this will determine whether the media has influence or not. Because the media have spent hundreds of billions of dollars... In free broadcasting time. In free news time. Call it what you will. In free media. To destroy the President of the United States. To destroy his supporters. That would be you. And to prop up the Marxist traitors. And to prop up Joe Biden. Who's not just an embarrassment to the Democrat Party. He's an embarrassment to the country and the world, if you can imagine. I've also been thinking about this. The Democrat Party, as we've talked about, was the party of slavery, was the party of segregation. And of course, that's one thing the traitors don't want to burn down. And why should they? And if you're going to embrace Marxism, which is responsible for the death of 100 million human beings, why would you attack the Democrat Party? That's your party. Party first. Remember I told you how they think, like Marxists. Party first, party loyalty. But the Democrat Party was the party of segregation. And now it's the party of the separatist. There's a fine difference. Party of segregation, now the party of the separatist. Listen to them. Listen to their mouthpieces from academia on cable TV. Listen to what they say about white privilege about systemic racism, about how there have to be special grants based on race, hiring and firing based solely on race. They are now the separatists. Listen to me. We got the word Marxism going, and that's good. Now we need to get the word separatism going, because that's what they are. They don't want to unite the country. They want to divide us. They are the new separatists. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character, to preserve it. Hillsdale's been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty Hillsdale's articles of association dating back to 1844 commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious Liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending Liberty since 1844, and it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto. Come what may learn more. Go to levin for levin for hillsdalecom
2: Mark Levin,
1: an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at
0: 877-381-3811. Let me show you how perverse the Marxist traitors, a.k.a. Democrats, are. How perverse they are. They demand that we shut down the government. Excuse me. They demand that we shut down the economy. They demand that we shut down the economy as a result of the virus. If there was no virus, they demand that we shut down the auto industry, the energy industry, smokestack industries, from sea to shining sea. That's what this carbon dioxide charade is all about, or as they like to say in the Kennedy family, charade. Yes, that's what the charade is all about. Anyway, this war on market capitalism has been going on 150 years or more, and it's constant. And so they use climate change or racism or inequality, and now they have a pandemic. It's the same thing, but this time you're, you, you must wear masks. You know, you got to wear masks, like the little Mao outfit. Remember Mao? Everybody had the uh, Mao, like the Nehru jacket. Everybody had Mao, the Mao jacket. That's what you're wearing. Now everybody's to wear a mask, the power of government. It's like, no mask, mask off. Yes mask, mask on. But I'm quite serious about this. They want to shut down the economy no matter what. No matter what. This is how Marxist traders pursue their so-called equality. Not through economic growth or wealth creation or liberty and individual free will and accountability and things like that. No, 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 no. Poverty is how you get equality. So you impoverish the people. Well, look at Marxism. Well, Mark, Mark, look at China. Look at the people. Let me tell you something about China. You look the wrong way. You're part of a concentration camp. So Biden has a war on our economy, a war on energy, a war on health care, a war on trade unions. Let's be honest. You can't have a war on smokestack industries and assembly lines without slaughtering the unions. And so now they're targeting the unions in Michigan. Michigan. Are the union bosses in Michigan smart enough to understand that when Joe Biden says there will be no automobiles that use fossil fuels in 10 to 15 years, none? Do they understand what that means to them? That's not going to happen, but in the pursuit of that, he's going to destroy these industries, destroy these jobs and the benefits of the pensions that go with them. Joe Biden is the biggest anti-union candidate In American history, Joe Biden is the biggest anti-jobs candidate in American history. Joe Biden wants to drive up the price of gasoline, heating oil, coal. Just imagine Joe Biden's world. Imagine it. And while you're struggling to find a job or keep a job, particularly in the inner cities, you're going to have millions of people flooding over the border. From all walks of life, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be vetted. They're not going to be checked. Coming into your communities, driving up the cost of your health care, driving up the cost of law enforcement if it's left, and taking your jobs. Can you imagine? I've said this before and I'll say it again. Rather than just have open borders and the people who manage to get here illegally, and hand them the keys to the United States Department of the Treasury, why not just have a welfare system for the entire world? Why force people to make the trek, whether it's by ocean or whether it's up the southern border? Why be so inhumane? Just send them food and money and clothes and everything else, wherever they live! What's going to happen to America? It's going to cease to exist not just our economic system and our constitutional system, we're going to be overrun. I mean, if you have two brain cells to rub together and you don't live in the United States and you're, and you're poor and you're hearing that if you get into the United States, just get one little baby toe into the United States, well, you're going to get free education. You're going to get free health care. You're going to have a lawyer. You're going to have all those things American citizens don't have. Did I mention a free college education? But no, no, Joe Biden's not a traitor. The Democrat Party's not traitorous. No, 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 no. They just want what's best for the people. The separatists. The Democrat Party traitors. Marxists, separatists. But that's what they are. That's what they're saying. They're telling us who they are. They're telling us what they're going to do. They're telling us that. And by the way, you notice the fetish in the media? All this is whirling or swirling around us. They the whirlwind of, uh, of, uh, of threats and dangers to the people. And what are they focused on, Mr. President? Masks. Are we going to have a national law on masks? I don't know. Do we have a national law on pants? Do we have a national law on underwear? Do we have a national law, a, a law on, on bras? I mean, there's all kinds of things, I suppose, where we can have a national law. And I ask the same question. What's the constitutional authority for that? Well, the Supreme Court and John Roberts say, yeah, that's possible. But I'm talking about the Constitution, not misfits who pretend to interpret it. And so the separatists, the traitors, the Marxists, they're all those things. They're all those things. And here's how they hope to beat the president despite the burning, the looting, the riots, despite it all, they intend to defeat the president on two ways, two ways. Number one, they talk about the president's handling of the virus. They want the people to think virus and then think Trump, that there wouldn't be a virus but for Trump. That there wouldn't be death, but for Trump. That there wouldn't be hospitalization, but for Trump, because he's an incompetent. If you go to the Drudge Report, this demagoguery and propaganda, it's evil, it's dishonest, day in, day out. He doesn't have enough space on his homepage to put all his little links. But that's representative of the traitors in the Democrat Party. So think Trump when you think virus. That's number one. Number two, they want to use race. Now, the Democrats always try to use race against Republicans. From before the Civil War, since 1856, when there first was a Republican Party. They're the great race baiters in this country, whether it's for one reason or another. So they want to use the virus and race. They want to turn out as many minority votes as they can. And they want the college-educated Caucasoids in the suburbs who happen to have female genitalia. In other words, white women with college education, they want them to vote against Trump and for Biden based on the virus. Show you how further perverse all this is. Let me put a fine point on this. Oh, you have to have all kinds of things in our public schools to take care of poor little kids. Free breakfast, free lunch, in some cases a free evening meal. Health care, we must have nurses in, in place. Absolutely must have nurses in place. And down the list. Except... Now, now, as I said the other day, they are the Orville Faubus and the George Wallace of public education. It is the Marxist traitorous separatist Democrats who stand in front of the schoolhouse doors. It is they who are the flat earthers and reject real science, like mediaite and media matters and drudge. They reject real science that says little kids really are not in any. Way, shape, or form, threatened by this virus. Doesn't matter. They want to scare mommy and daddy. And we find that, according to polls, over 60% of parents don't want to send their kids in the schools because they might get sick. Well, follow the science, they won't get sick, but they might. And Nancy Pelosi says they will. So they want to keep the economy shut down. And then blame Trump for unemployment numbers. They want to keep the kids out of school. And then blame Trump for the kids not getting educated. Think about it. And then they want to say he's not following the science. Trump's not following the science. When Trump is following the science every step of the way. And he's doing more than following the science. He's looking at the facts on the ground. That people need to eat. That people are losing their homes and their apartments, and he can't allow the economy to continue to collapse. Apart from a national security issue, China loves this. Russia loves this. Iran loves this. North Korea loves this. All of our enemies love this. As we weaken ourselves from within. As we weaken ourselves from within. As we destroy our own economy. We're doing more to our own economy than the Russians, the North Koreans, the Iranians, and the Chinese All these regimes could have done together against us. And the Democrats want more of it. Because they're Marxists. Everything for the party. Everything for power. And if the system collapses, good. Well, Mark, don't they have kids? They don't care. They'll replace it with themselves. And their own system. So that's the plan. One other point, these flat earth Democrats, they want this economy shut down. Who continues to get paid when this economy is shut down, Mr. Perdue? I've talked about this for months, but I want to underscore, I want to bring it all together, bring it to a head. Government employees, for the most part. Certainly federal bureaucrats. Has anybody heard any whining from any federal government union? From any civil service official? Has anybody heard any complaints whatsoever? No! Because they're all getting paid. And their pensions are being taken care of. And their health care benefits are being taken care of. You're still paying for all that stuff. Whether they show up physically or not. We don't hear about government shutdowns, do we? How about the public teachers? Talked about this for months. They're all getting paid. So the people who make the private economy go, who pay for all this stuff, they can go without homes, they can go without food, they can go without clothes, they can go to hell. But they damn well better go to hell wearing masks. Meanwhile, the recipients of private sector largesse, that is, taxes. They're not sweating in the least. I've been waiting for the Washington Compost when they're done with the uh, Washington Redskins. I've been waiting for the Washington Compost to do a study of the various government departments and agencies and to tell us how many people are actually showing up for work. Oh, we're telecommuting. (laughs) Oh! Is that what we call it now? How many, what percentage of the federal government workforce actually goes into work? I went to a doctor this morning, Mr. Producer. I had to drive about 25 miles to this particular doctor. There's almost no traffic. And you know what time I left? 8.30 in the morning. Everybody's telecommuting. They're working very, very hard. They're telecommuting. Telecommuting. They're getting paid. So if you shut down the government, they're still going to get paid. And they still expect to be able to go to the grocery store and have somebody fill the shelves, have truckers bring the food, have farmers grow the food, have ranchers grow the livestock. They still expect everything to be as beautiful as can possibly be at their supermarkets and their grocery stores. They don't have the foggiest idea how anything gets done and how it gets there. No problem. You go to the gas station. They expect to fill up their cars. And they're all going to vote Democrat, by the way, the vast majority of them. Now, the perverse part of this. We have Washington cheering for the closure of the private sector. If you shut down, even artificially, the federal government over a major budget fight for three days... All you hear about is the apocalypse. I've said this before, I'm just trying to bring it all to a point. The apocalypse. The apocalypse. And yet they're all returned to work, they all get back pay, they don't lose a damn thing, and nobody's worse off. We're destroying businesses, we're destroying lives. God knows how many suicides, whatever else is going on out there, because Dr. Fauci's just an infectious disease. That's not my portfolio. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character, to preserve it. Hillsdale's been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, Commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, I'm very, very disappointed they keep throwing names out there Biden's considering as a running mate. He's trying to figure out whether he should go white or black. This is the nature of identity politics. Do I go white or black? And I want all you Hispanics out there to know uh, at least for now, you don't even have a candidate in the running. And you're actually the biggest minority in the country now. But I want to propose a name and... I think the fact that this particular person is not in the running demonstrates that the old bigoted Joe Biden is back, seriously. And this particular person's been around a long time. She's been very vocal. In many ways, she's the heart and soul of the Democrat Party and has been for a long time. So Maxine Waters is who I would recommend as the running mate to Joe Biden. Maxine Waters. And I would say this. Why shouldn't he pick her? She's got the three credentials. She's black. She's got the right genitalia. And a big mouth. So what's wrong with that, Mr. Producer? Now, I understand it's a close running with Elizabeth Warren. But that could offend a lot of people. Elizabeth Warren is not only a Caucasoid. She's like... You know when you when when you go to a paint store, there's a paint palette, Mister. Either there's ivory white, there's sort of a, a off white, there's a she's like eggshell white. May I say that? I think I will say that. Blindingly white. May I say that? And there's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is, right? So when you're in a party that's that's loaded with identity politics, you got to take that into consideration. So so I'm I'm for Maxine Waters for vice president under Joe Biden. Maxine Waters. For Biden's running mate.
3: From the Westwood
4: One Podcast Network.
2: He's here. He's here.
0: Here's some science so you won't hear it on TV or see it on the Drudgery Board. Our buddy Daniel Horowitz has pointed out several times now that more young people die from the flu than can possibly die from the China virus. Just think of this this is the science. Children are particularly vulnerable to the flu as carriers. And as victims. And the number of children who die from the flu, it's not even close compared to the China virus. The schools are open. We don't even give it a second thought. We don't even give it a second thought. You get one of these vaccines, which don't do very much most of the time. I mean, we missed it this season. We got the wrong one, Mr. Producer. We thought it was this and it turned out. to— How many times have you heard that? You're going to get the shot? No, maybe, maybe not. I get it and I get the flu. I don't get it. I don't get the, the You know, you've heard all this. You've lived through it year after year after year. Well, children are very, very vulnerable to these seasonal flus. Very. And what you will not see on television, on these news channels, on these charts, well, you will not see on Media, media Matters and the Drudge Report are charts comparing the two. I dare them because it destroys the narrative. And you don't hear teachers, I'm not going into the classroom. I don't feel safe. I just don't feel safe. When little kids are not the carriers of the China flu, so they're not going to pass it to the teachers. And if teachers have the China flu, they're not going to pass it to the kids. Or if they do, it's of almost no consequence. This is why Ron DeSantis in Florida is doing what he's doing. This is why the president of the United States is saying, open the schools. He's following the science. This is why the president's press secretary is under attack. They twist their words like a bunch of Goebbels types. The science isn't going to stop the president, basically, she says, because the science is with us. We're using the science. Oh, look at that. Look what they said. So they have to lie about what she said. It's sick. It's sick. Then I read, 60-some percent of the parents don't want to send their kids to school. Oh wow. Really? Suddenly, we have a lot of homeschoolers, Mr. Producer. I remember when the homeschool movement was facing litigation. It was under attack by the states. Particularly the blue states was under attack by the Department of Education. You can't homeschool. You're not qualified. What are you? Now everybody's. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to homeschool. Oh, everything's. I said perverse, turned upside down. Teachers are getting paid not to teach. Teachers don't want kids getting the school lunches or getting the medical attention. The Democrats, as the new separatists, are standing in front of the school doors. So the kids can't get in. And the media loves all of it. And so if you stand up to it. You You must be a white supremacist. Yeah, You're not following the science. There's that kind of stupidity. You're being fed day in and day out. By these other morons on TV. There's a movement that's starting to pick up. And I pray it picks up more. And we're going to stay on it. I call it the Levin... Defund movement. It's our BDS movement. You know the BDS movement they use against the Jews in Israel. Uh, because they're apartheid. You know the Jews have always been apartheid. You know I got to get the Jews anyway. I'm saying more and more we need to turn their tactics on them and punish them and hurt them and crush them. Did I say crush? Damn right. So I've been calling this Levin's defund movement. And I want to thank Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA. That young man is a true patriot. And so he's figured out, all right, I got a little niche on this that I can try and handle. I mean, I'm not a legislature. Let's start focusing on donors to these universities. They have these massive endowments. Brilliant move. But we got to do a lot more, ladies and gentlemen. We also also have to press our state representatives and state senators. And we've had this talk weeks ago particularly in Republican states, to defund the colleges and universities by a huge amount. And the federal government needs to do it too. I see white papers not coming out of Washington. I, I have an idea. You see this one, Mr. Producer? I saw the real clear poll. We need to begin defunding the college. Good, good, good. Part of the problem is with the conservative movement today is they're not, there's not cutting-edge thinking. There's not novel thinking. Some people, yes, but too many, no. They're parrots. They just regurgitate. It drives me nuts. When I find a really smart person or a really sharp conservative, I promote them. I promote what they say, what they write. I don't steal from them. I promote them. Look at this guy. He's smart. June 10th, by my calculation, a little over five weeks ago actually, I came in front of this microphone and I launched this effort and I'm going to keep pressing the case. June 10th, one of the many times I brought it up, here's what I said, cut one, go. Well, you know, we can get into the defunding movement, ladies and gentlemen, and the BDS movement. I think we should defund many of these universities and colleges because they're killing this country. I think we should defund any of our dollars that go towards tenured Marxist professors. Let's defund. As you know, I'm leading a BDS movement against professional sports that that get involved in politics. And this is my point, I'm live now, and we've talked about this a lot. So it's starting to show up on our favorite cable channel, starting to show up more and more, but we need to do something about it. And so public pressure on Republican legislators and public pressure on Republican members of Congress, absolutely necessary. As I keep pointing, you're going to defund the cops. You're going to defund our institutions. You're going to tear down. Wait a minute. You're the traitors. What's going on in these classrooms by these Marxist professors, by Nancy Pelosi's own characterization? They're traitors. They're preaching the overthrow of the country through an ideology that is utterly evil. Traitors. Traitors. The traders they talk about are long dead. They're long dead, but they want to drag them out of their, uh, out of their graves and, and uh, hang them from telephone poles. I want to talk about the modern traders. So this defund movement, universities, colleges, and yes, not just them. But some of these institutions are already destroying themselves. Look how well you're able to do, may I just say this? Without the public school systems, Mr. Producer. Wow. Once we get through this, if we ever do, we need to have a brand new type of thinking when it comes to government school systems. And I want to thank the teachers union and the Democrats and the media you think about it for the new kind of thinking apparently these poor kids they can find food somewhere else they don't have to get it at public school apparently these poor kids they can get medical care they don't have to have it at public school apparently these teachers many of them not all of them of course I've had great teachers I've had lousy ones too but a great teacher is a great teacher what I'm saying is this we don't need as many teachers anymore. We don't need as many administrators. We don't need as many school buildings. But you watch what the Democrats do once they're through this and through the election. More money for the schools, meaning more monies for the teachers union. They'll go right back. They just flip-flop like flounders. doesn't matter. Remember, the ends justifies the means for them. But we have to hold their feet to the fire. We're going to use this as an example of why we need to defund some of these public school systems. Slash the number of teachers that work at these schools. I'm sorry. I know this hurts ratings. I can't help it. It's true. It's true. And we don't need all these school buildings anymore. They're just sitting there right now. Empty. Empty. There's no use. They're not, It's not like they're offering them to the private sector saying, Hey, you know what? You want to have... A, Charter schools, or you want to have, you want to be able to take the voucher and take it to your school, or you want to be able to rent out the school to a parochial school or other types of private. They won't allow it. So why have them? But what the Democrats and the unions are now creating is a massive homeschool movement. Are they not, Mr. Producer? A massive homeschool movement. And if you teachers are upset with me, I have no power. You shouldn't be upset with me. You should be upset with your union bosses. We're in the back pockets of Joe Biden and the Democrats. The longer the schools stay closed, the longer it's apparent that we don't need so many schools and we don't need so many teachers. And there is one other positive aspect of this. Your little ones are not getting perverse sex education courses. Your little ones are not getting perverse uh, lies about American history. So there is that. But I have an honest concern too. Those teachers who really do teach science and mathematics, reading and literature and so forth, your kids are doing without that and that's not good. And they're doing without socializing. You're going to have kids who are going to miss a year or so of social growth. And the teachers union could give a damn because they are not focused on the children. They are focused on themselves. And Joe Biden could give a damn and Bernie Sanders could give a damn because their entire education platform is to destroy choice for kids, for parents, particularly in the inner cities. It's all a sop to the teachers union. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Producer. If a tree falls in the forest and you don't hear it, has it still fallen? Yes? If a teacher doesn't teach in the classroom, are they still a teacher? No. I'll be right back. that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer... So the Democrat party I mean honestly we should be we should be able to crush these people. The Democrat party's anti-education. The Democrat party's anti-science. The Democrat party is anti-law enforcement. Anti-inner city and school choice. And the only thing they're for is Antifa. Anti-Tifa, Mr. Producer. Um, I don't think I have enough time this segment, but after the bottom of the hour, I want you to hear from the uh, this police chief. Isn't he the police chief, Mr. Producer? He's a Portland police officer. We do have time. I want you to hear from... Zachary Jackson. He's a Portland police officer, and he is a black man. He's African-American, and he's been duking it out with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I want you to listen to this. Cut three, go.
3: It says something when you're at a Black Lives Matter protest. You have more minorities on the police side than you have in a violent crowd. And you have white people screaming at black officers you have the biggest nose I've ever seen.
2: What was it like in that capacity in the first few weeks when the fence was up around the Justice Center?
3: I got to see folks that really do want change, like the rest of us, that have been impacted by racism. And then I got to see those people get faded out by people that have no idea what racism is all about. I've never experienced racism. They don't even know that the tactics that they are using are the same tactics that were used against my people, and they don't even know their, they don't even know the history. They don't know what they're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow, this is about race. No, it's not. These are traitors. Cut four. Go.
3: You know they say if you don't know your history, you repeat it. And watching people do that to other people, a lot of times, someone of color, black, Hispanic. Asian, come up to the fence and directly want to talk to me. Hey, what do you think about George Floyd? What do you think about what happened about this? I go up to the fence. Someone white comes up, F the police, don't talk to him. That was the most bizarre thing because I could see it coming. I even had a young African-American girl uh, tell me, why is it you guys aren't talking to us? I said, honestly, this is now the 20, I think it was 23rd day of doing it, every time I try to have a conversation with someone that looks like me. So a white comes up and blocks him and tells him not to talk. And then right when I said that, this white girl popped right in front of her. She said, he just said that was going to happen. I said, straight up. I said, you know, I've been called the N-word. She's been called the N-word. Why are you talking to me this way? And why do you feel that she can't speak for herself to me? Why is it that you feel you need to speak for her when we're having a conversation? Then when you go to a gentrified community community, and the, one of the first pictures I saw of well, one of the business that was looted was a, a black-owned business. I'm like, they, they, they're not even from here. They don't even know what they're even doing.
0: I wonder why uh, this man wasn't interviewed or found by Brian Stelter. That piece of us over at CNN. You know, this country would be so far better off if CNN and MSNBC didn't exist, if the New York Times and the Washington Post didn't exist, if we had all kinds of new and competitive and, and honorable newsrooms and journalists with integrity, old school, that really try and get the facts and go into communities and really get the information rather than sit there at their damn des- desks on their fat ass Go online and read what they think all they need to read, or just interview basketball players and football players, or Hollywood types, or interview each other, or interview each other. Freedom of the press was supposed to be the great savior of this country, but as you can see in the wrong hands, in the wrong hands, it's a sword at the throat of the American people, and that's where we are right now. The only people who really get attention on these channels are the people who are the traitors. Again, based on Nancy Pelosi's definition. The race baiters or the racialists, the Marxists or the democratic socialists. Bernie Sanders is a traitor based on what Nancy Pelosi said. Bernie Sanders does not believe in America. Bernie Sanders wants to destroy America and remake it in his own image. And what is his own image? What is his own image? Kind of disgusting if you ask me. I'll be right back.
4: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.
2: The
1: champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877 381 3811.
0: Why is it that the media insist that our children not go to public schools today? Why is it that the media insist that we shut down the private sector? When the media insisted we not shut down the government and in the past the media have insisted that you not take one penny out of the public schools. The media have destroyed themselves. They really have. Nobody has any respect for the media. Nobody. And you can blame these massive multinational corporations like AT&T and Comcast among others. You can blame the executives in these companies like Baquette. Mother Zucker and others—they've destroyed these institutions without any help from us or the president. AT&T, sixty-six dollars a month. Verizon Wireless, eighty-three dollars a month. Sprint, ninety-two dollars a month. That's what the average family of four is saving a month on their cell phone service by switching to Pure Talk USA. These are real savings. I'm not kidding. Now, don't you feel a little weird? Sometimes I do. When you're just blowing money, you're just wasting it. When you don't have to, you can get the exactly same service, if not better, and better customer service based in America. And you're paying more to these massive companies. There's no need to do this. Pure Talk covers 99% of Americans. Their call center is based right here in America. And their chairman and CEO is a U.S. veteran. He cares deeply about serving this country, and right now he's doing it by saving you money every month on your wireless bill. Dial pound 250, pound 250, and say the keyword Mark Levin, and you'll get unlimited talk and unlimited text and two gigs of data for just $20 a month. Hello, hello, $20 a month. Plus, you'll get 50% off your first month if you act right now. So stop paying too much. Stop paying so much to these big wireless providers. Honestly, they're ripping you off. Switch to Pure Talk today and save 50% off your first month. Again, it's simple. Dial pound 250, pound 250, and say the keyword Mark Levin. That's pound 250, keyword Mark Levin. You're off to the races. It's that simple. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Now, I want to remind you, it was so profound, and shockingly so, because it was on NBC, of what you heard on Sunday. I played it on Monday. It's been all over the place. And I'm not alone in playing it. I just want to underscore it. Where NBC did this story with five well-known, extremely highly credentialed pediatricians, four of whom were professors, At places like Vanderbilt and Stanford and so forth, on what they had to say about that, and the interesting thing is, even today—today is Friday. This was Sunday, last Sunday, and the media keeps saying they beat up anybody who's on there—experts, doctors, people looking at the science. The president. What do you want? How do you know they're going to be safe? How do you? And meanwhile, they say, "Follow the science. Follow the science." People are friggin' nuts. So let's follow the science. Go ahead, Mr. Producer.
1: As schools struggle with reopening safely, NBC News reached out to five top pediatricians across the country. A random sampling of doctors to find out
0: just how dangerous... Stop! Five top pediatricians. Now, we all love Dr. Tony Anthony, the Fauci. He's not a pediatrician. He's an infectious disease doctor. These are little kid doctors who need to be aware of a lot of things infectious diseases flus and so forth and so on and they were picked randomly by NBC okay these are people who know and follow the science the science go ahead
1: ...is for kids. Our experts agree most children don't get as sick as adults and their serious complications are rare. This has been a strange pandemic because usually for respiratory
4: viruses children are the first and the most substantially affected. And this has really been a flip of that, where it's our adults and particularly our older adults that have been more affected.
0: In fact, Now stop! That's the science. That Ron DeSantis is following in Florida that the President of the United States is pressing... That his press secretary keeps talking. That's the science. I doubt most of these people are Trump supporters. That's politics. This is the science. And yet the teachers union and the Democrat party and the media do not want your kids to go to school. Why? Because they want you angry. They want you upset. They want you anxious. We need change. We need change. Where do we go? Well, we go to a padded mental institution and we go to Biden. Go ahead account
1: for two percent of all cases doctors say they don't expect that number to significantly increase when schools open because kids don't appear to be good at spreading the
0: virus stop that's the science they're not spreading the virus hello go ahead
1: kids as good at transmitting the virus as adults
0: The data that's come out
1: now um, seems to show that most transmissions occur from adults
4: to adults or adults to children. The younger you are, probably the less likely you are to be able to transmit. Stop.
0: That's the data. That's the science. That's the science. Kids can go to school. That's the science.
1: Go ahead. While many teachers are concerned about reopening school so soon, the five doctors we spoke to agreed. The benefits of being in the
0: classroom far outweigh the risk of disease. Stop! The benefits of the classroom, psychological, social, behavioral. And we have to admit, some teachers are actually good and have an expertise and are better at teaching. All these things are lost. And yes, the poor kids are not getting the lunches. All these things are lost. And the Democrats and their union is standing in front of the schoolhouse door. Not because of the science. They're harming the kids. But because of politics. And the media keep asking every and they're going to do it all weekend long. So I would recommend stop watching them. Are you sure it's safe? But the president, he doesn't care about the kids. No, he do not care. You know, if Joe Biden were in charge of the pandemic, it'd be like the swine flu in 2009. Oh, I mean, wait a minute. Forget about that.
1: Go ahead. He is to reopen safely.
0: We are uh, not seeing transmissions when we're following some
5: simple guidelines. I think each school system is going to have to come up with their own guidelines. Because Stop! You-
0: each school system has to come up with their own guidelines, Mr. Medusa. What? The President shouldn't mandate, mass mandate, mandate. The president shouldn't mandate. Joe Biden knows everything. He wants to mandate the hell out of the country. These doctors say, no. Each school district has to figure it out because there's different situations. Go ahead
5: to say that one city is just like the next.
1: All agree guidelines should include rules for social distancing. Keep desks three to six feet apart and make sure desks aren't facing each other. Schools may wanna consider holding gym classes outside. In your perfect world of sending kids back to school, what would you like seeing set up in those school systems? They should try to um, increase the airflow in the classrooms, um, try to distance as much as possible. I have been doing a lot of um, research looking into face masks. I don't think they're um, necessarily useful. In- Wait, what, 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 what.
0: They better pull her medical license, Mr. Producer. Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi said you got to wear a face mask. I believe Chris Wallace said, why aren't we mandating face masks? Why are we mandating these things? You're listening to the science. It's not particularly useful for kids. Hello, it's not particularly useful for kids. Oh, we don't care. Close the schools. Force them to wear masks. Da, 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 da. To what end? You're listening to the science. Go ahead. School well, children, they do um,
1: provide protection, I think, for high school students. Would you let your kids go back to school? I will. My kids are looking forward to it.
4: Yes. Period. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. As much as I can. (laughs) Without a hesitation. Without a hesitation, yes. I have no concerns about sending my child to school in the fall. I would let my kids go back to school. Dr. John Torres, NBC News.
0: Five for five. But Joe Biden doesn't want to send his kids back to school, Mr. Producer. He doesn't have any kids to send to school. They're all grown up. They're all grown up. His grandkids, I believe. That's the science, folks. And so why do the press keep asking questions? Because they don't believe in the science. It's like climate change. They don't believe in the science. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. You need carbon dioxide to have an atmosphere. You need an atmosphere to live. You need carbon dioxide or we don't have any plants. We don't have any plants. We don't have any oxygen. We die. Carbon dioxide, I've said it a thousand times, makes up a tiny fraction of the atmosphere. I give the example over and over again. Take a football stadium. Check that. Take a hockey stadium of 10,000 seats. Pretend that's the atmosphere. Out of those 10,000 seats, carbon dioxide is four seats. Four. So it's crucially necessary to survive, and there's hardly too much of it. Just Mark talking. If our schools were open and we had real science teachers in third grade, our kids would learn that. It's called osmosis. Osmosis. I wonder if Joe Biden can say that not five times fast, but one time. Period. So that's the science, and so the president's press secretary gets trashed, explaining that's the science. President gets trashed, explaining that's the science, and they keep asking it why, because they want to sow doubt and anxiety in the minds of people. So now we have 60% of the people don't want their kids to go to school. Where are they getting that from? From the lying, filthy slobs who we call journalists. That's where we're getting it from. And the Democrat Party that wants to win at all costs. And Then when they win, they intend to keep power at all costs. I'll be right back.
2: Much Lovin'.
0: I just have a lot of thoughts flying through the, the air today. I'll give you an example. You might say, well, obviously, but, you know, I haven't expressed this myself. You have the Black Lives Matter, and then you have people talk about Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. And the argument is, on the Marxist, separatist, traitorous left, well, then you're putting down Black Lives Matter. That's what you're really doing. So what is this really intended to do, Mr. Producer? What do they always do on the left? Control the language. So you can't say all lives matter, and you can't say, effectively, cops' lives matter, because if you say those things, then you're attacking African Americans. Well, of course you're not attacking African Americans, but that's how the Marxist, traitorous separatist, black lives matter, wants people to think. So they want to, to, to force you, or to stop you, or to intimidate you, so you don't say, blue lives matter, or you don't say, All lives matter. Well, F them. All lives matter and blue lives matter. This is bizarre. But this is the way it works. Control the language. Control the words. Control the argument. Certain things you're not allowed to say. Certain things you can think, but you better not express them. No way. Now that's just plain stupid. And they don't get to do that unless you let them do it. Unless you let—I mean, this is what I mean about the 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 new separatists. People don't go around saying only white lives matter or white lives matter. If you say black lives matter or blue lives matter, then you're a racist. Stupid. It's inane. Sorry, you don't get to control the language with your perverse thinking and your bastardization of common sense. And these leftists, they'll argue with you, boy, and they'll get physical. Don't, don't tell me all lives matter. Don't tell me all lives matter. Uh, I just said all lives matter. Well, that offends me. Oh, really? Well, F off. Put up with this crap. And it's controversial. Somebody's wearing a blue lies. The reason I'm not jumping to Harden's defense is he's gotten weak knees now. So I'm just saying, suddenly it's controversial if you say blue lies, man. It's not controversial to 95% of the American people. Only these idiot media bubbles with the idiot left wing groups. It's been a challenging few months for so many Americans. We've all had to make adjustments. One thing that remains unchanged is how much we depend on our cars, especially this time of year. Whether you're skipping the airport and hitting the road for summer vacation, or you're commuting to work every day, you still rely on your car. Can't all be Joe Biden, who used to ride that, Acela train back and forth and back and forth like a little kid. He would never get off. They had to pull him off the train. Are you aware of this, Mr. Producer? He thought it was a roller coaster. Unfortunately, cars have more problems over the summer months, AC failure, broken cooling fans, timing chain repairs, and power window motors are some of the most common issues. That's why you need to get CarShield coverage before those summer breakdowns happen. CarShield helps take care of those expensive repairs so you don't have to. CarShield plans are customizable. Payments are flexible. And rates are as low as $99 a month. Get coverage today. And see why CarShield goes farther. We have it on our 2010 Camaro. It is terrific. It is essential. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code LEVIN. 800-CAR-6000. Mention code LEVIN. Or you can go online and visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN. That's carshield.com. Code LEVIN. Either way, you'll save 10%. 800-CAR-6000. Mention LEVIN. Carshow.com, code Levin. A deductible may apply. All right. Now we shall take a call here since I haven't taken any, and I wish to. Let's see. Brian, Savannah, George of the great WTKS. Go.
4: Hey, Mark.
0: How you doing? How are you? Good. How are you? Good.
5: So I'm a cop down here. And my theory was that because we didn't become the Gestapo they wanted us to be during the COVID test of the new world order they're pushing, Mm. they're going after us hard because they know we'll defend the Constitution in November when they try to steal an election.
0: Well, you may well be right about that, as I think what you just said there. You may well be right about that. Uh, If the cops turn out in Moss and their family members turn out in Moss uh if people in the military turn out in mass and their families turn out in mass how do you like my kennedy accent in yeah, mass right yeah and so if we all turn out in mass we'll kick their asses i just hope there's enough of us left who believe in this country and love it as opposed to those we'll, who don't
5: we'll be there one way or the other even if it's without the badge
0: God bless you, Brian. You take care of yourself, brother. All you police officers out there, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, this weekend, really, really, if you see a police officer, please go out of your way to thank them. We need to get their spirits up. I don't know what the hell we'd do without them. I'll be right back.
4: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
0: I have a question for you, Mr. Perdue, uh, Mr. call screener. Make sure you keep a couple lines open, okay? Here's the here's the question. Let's say there's a candidate in a particular state who's very solid, very conservative, running in a Republican primary. It's hypothetical. And let's say there's another candidate running in the Republican primary who's not As solid, really not nearly as solid. On the other hand, he has shown loyalty to the president. But the conservative candidate, who's never been in a position to show loyalty to the president, says, I'm going to be loyal to the president too. But I'm also going to be voting solidly down the line. I won't be giving the president any problems like a rhino would. So you have sort of the rhino Republican who the president's endorsing and then you have the conservative who endorses the president and then let me add another factor i'm serious I, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts about this so mr mr make a little room on the board please and of course the other thing is if the candidate endorsed by the president loses they'll say it's a presidential loss in the primary right If the candidate in the primary the president endorses wins, then they'll be talking about the power of the president. But here I'm thinking, back the conservative, because the conservative is going to back the president. He's not a never-Trumper, he's a pro-Trumper. And... It doesn't really matter what the media says because it'll be forgotten 14 minutes later when the media goes on to the next issue and then the next issue and the next issue. So if you're a voter, not even a talk show, if you're a voter, what do you do? Do you vote for the more conservative candidate? Clearly the more conservative candidate who's going to back the president. Or do you vote for the candidate... Who's a rhino, who will be endorsed by the president? Let's even add something else. Because let's say he's known the president. Which do you do? All right, I'll ask first, Mr. Producer. Open your microphone. Which would you do, Mr. Producer? Whatever you think. I'm going to have to go conservative. You'd go with the conservative. All right, Mr. Call Screener, Richie V. wonderful podcaster, which would you do?
5: I'm uh, inclined to also go with the conservative.
0: You would go with the conservative. So you would vote for the conservative, both of you? Yes, sir. All right. And I suspect most of the people in my audience would, too. I suspect most of you would, too, because it's a twofer, right? You'll get somebody who's solid in the Senate on the issues... Who won't, be atta- who won't be voting against the president on the left, and these rhinos are, are simply untrustworthy. Plus, he'll support the president. What do you do about that media part where they'll say, oh, the president doesn't have as much power as people thought, Mr. Producer. Do we care about that? Open your microphone. No. Like will that be a flash in the pan? They'll forget. Move on. They'll forget and move on to the next issue. Richie V., what do you think? Well, they, will they agree. Yeah. I think
5: they're going to forget about it because that's what it comes down to right now. We need people that are going to be solid on the issues.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we have this situation going on in the Senate race in the Republican primary in Tennessee. There's a gentleman there who was the ambassador to Japan under Trump, he gave a, a, a great deal of money uh, to the Trump campaign. But he's also a rhino. For instance, he opposed Fred Thompson, who was a dear friend of mine uh, when he was running back then in the, uh, for the Senate. And so this is a good question. He gave Mitt Romney $100,000, this guy. His company made a lot of money off of the Common Core program. And his name is Bill Haggerty. So Bill Haggerty's the rhino; he kind of spreads his money around. And then you have uh, another gentleman. And this gentleman, his name is Manny Sethi. S e t h i, Indian descent. Manny Sethi, Doctor Manny Sethi. And he is a solid conservative who supports Trump. So I'm being asked, who do I endorse? Am I going to endorse Haggerty, who Trump backs, and I believe he's going to do a a virtual town hall endorsing him and supporting him? Or do I back, it's Seti, I should say. It's pronounced Seti, Manny Seti. Now the likelihood is, the president will have enormous sway. Now, he wins 9 out of 10 of these, the presidential candidate, the uh, candidate the president supports does. So what would you do? I'm interested in your calls on this. Let's clear out a few lines there, Mr. Call Screener. Tracy, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Who would you vote for then in Tennessee? Would you vote for the conservative, Dr. Manny Siti, C- who supports Trump, but is the conservative? Or would you vote for the guy who was Trump's ambassador to Japan, gave 100000 to Romney, and is quite the moderate to rhino-type Republican. What would you do?
5: I would vote for the conservative. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. What if, I what if, the, yeah, go ahead.
5: I was just going to say the conservative party is more in line with what President Trump is trying to do.
0: But the president's backing this guy Haggerty, because he knows him, for one, and uh, he was his ambassador to Japan. I mean, an ambassador to Japan doesn't tell us anything about if the guy's going to be solid or not, but but based on his donations, among other things, he's not particularly solid.
5: Right, absolutely. I think you have to go with conservative just because most of the time a conservative is going to follow through with what they promise. And if you go with the rhino, they may change by what money they receive or what benefits them the most.
0: And you need to keep something else in mind, that that this guy, Haggerty trashed Fred Thompson when he was running for the Senate. Fred Thompson was one of my favorite members of the Senate ever. I endorsed him for president many years ago before anybody else, and that is any other candidate. So there is that too. All right, so you would say vote for the conservative CT. All right, very interesting. Rick, Youngstown, Ohio, on the Mark Levin app, how would you vote on a situation like this, Rick?
4: I currently go with the conservative, and my opinion is if they're not a constitutional conservative, that's where I'm staying, all right?
0: In mm-hmm. the line. What if the president endorsed the other guy who was his ambassador to Japan?
4: Sorry, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm not – sorry, no. I'm, I'm going with the constitutional conservative. He's the man. He'll support the president all the way.
0: And he'll help the president ultimately, won't he? he not a doubt. All right, Rick. It's Rick from Youngstown. I'm interested in the opinion of others. Now, Mr. Colson, are you clearing out the, the lines there or no, so people can get in? Yeah. All right, good. And you are calling in, and you're calling in quickly. Where is uh, Kevin? What the what, How's Kevin listening to the program, guys? XM Satellite, Kevin, Grand Junction, Colorado. Would you vote for the rhino who's backed by the president, or would you vote for the conservative who backs the president? What would you do, Kevin?
5: Mark, I would go with the conservative. It just happened out here in the third congressional district. Uh, Lauren Boebert pulled off the upset against Scott Tipton, the incumbent, who had Trump's backing. But she ran a campaign of God, guns, and Trump. And so the Trump,
0: conservative beat the establishment rhino, and the president had backed the establishment rhino, you're saying?
5: That's correct. Yep. And I
0: can understand why the president would, because these House members voted to support the president, voted against impeachment, and he's very, very loyal. I think that's a good thing, don't you?
5: Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. But,
0: but still, but, you're the voter in the district, and you're saying, you know what? I'm going to send him somebody who's better.
5: That's right. She better represents what we stand for, and, and uh, we elected her to, to go to Congress to represent us.
0: All right. Three for three. They said, back the conservative who backs Trump, even if the president backs the other candidate. This is important for me to know. Anne, Bergen, New Jersey, the great WABC. Would that be Bergen County?
5: It would be Bergen County.
0: Well, I know all about Bergen County. I have many uh, okay. uh, family members and friends there. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, I'm just down the road from that bookstore where you signed the, all the books.
0: Oh, yes. Bookends.
5: And, uh, my district used to be Scott Garrett's.
0: Oh, I know, and now, now you have this guy who pretends to be a moderate, he votes for Trump's impeachment, what the hell is his name, Gothheimer or something or other?
5: Gothheimer, yes, that's what, well, you know, the, uh, the New Jersey Republican, whatever they call themselves, party, they pulled the rug out from under Scott Garrett, they, they didn't support him at all. Oh,
0: I know, it's disgusting, and the uh, Washington Republicans uh, undermined him too, quite frankly, uh, who was the speaker, I'm trying to remember, it's funny how the name goes out of my, who was the Republican speaker, what was his name? Mr. Producer, not Boehner, the one, the one after him. Paul well, Ryan. Ryan, Paul Ryan's the one who took out Scott. Ryan did that.
5: They cut off his, uh, his, uh, whatever. His
0: support, and he, and he lost by an eyelash.
5: I know. So I did not vote for the guy on the Trump party line. I went for Rick Pallada.
0: And Pallada's the nominee, right? Yes, he won. As far as I know he won. Well, when I was up there uh this past weekend, I saw signs for him. And by the way, this Gothheimer, whatever his name is, I also saw a lot of Black Lives Matter signs right next to his sign on a lot of these these yard signs. So he play he plays both sides of the fence this guy. He's so you, so you would vote for the conservative in in uh, Tennessee? I would, yeah. Mhm. All right. I'd be interested to hear from Tennessee. But you folks, thank you for your call, Ann. Let's go to Deborah Lighton, Utah. XM Satellite, would you vote for the candidate endorsed by the president, who's not the conservative in the race, or would you vote for the conservative who backs the president?
2: The conservative. I would never vote for Romney again. I would never trust it. So I would go for the conservative
0: who would follow the Constitution of the United States. And would ultimately back the President of the United States. Yes. I I don't see why there's a conflict at all. I mean, I've spent my whole life as a constitutional conservative. Talked about it, written about it, run for on and on and on. And I back Trump. And you know these rhinos are weak.
2: Right. (laughs) And Romney really is weak. I'm sorry,
0: but he is. He's disgusting. He's a self-serving, narcissistic uh, whatever. All right. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. I believe that's six for six, isn't it, Mr. Producer, or five for five? So most of you don't care what the media have to say. You would vote for the conservative. Patrick, Buffalo, New York, on the Mark Levin app, would you vote for the conservative in the Tennessee Senate Republican primary who backs the president, or will you vote for the candidate the president backs, the former ambassador to Japan, who's not terribly conservative and, as a matter of fact, gave an enormous amount of money to Romney and used to trash Fred Thompson, what would you do?
4: Hey Mark, Honor to talk to you. I've Thank you. For many years. I would, Thank I would you. back the conservative for sure because, you know, the media is going to talk about this, as you mentioned, for what, six hours, maybe, and mm-hmm. if this guy gets in the Senate, Either one of them, they're going to be there for six years. I mean, that's a, that's a long time. And if they're going to back the president anyway, they're going to vote the right way. The rhino isn't going to vote the right way. That's, there's too much on the line.
0: And if we can't get a conservative out of Tennessee, we can't get a conservative. Do you know what I mean?
4: That's absolutely right. And so you always, you know, Levin isn't it the Levin rule? You're back
0: it the is the Levin rule. Now, let me ask you this. We do the Levin rule, and the rhino wins, and everyone's going to say, oh, Mark lost. What about that? Here's the answer to that. I don't care. I've never cared.
4: We do the right thing.
0: We do the right thing.
4: We support the right guy. And then we, you know, if that's the case, then we support who the president supported. But we're going to vote. We're going to go with the conservative for now because it's the right choice.
0: Well, the conservative there is this fellow, Siti. Yep. Dr. Manny C.T., whose uh, ethnicity is an Indian. Uh, I mean, an Indian Indian from India, his family. And uh, the other fellow, his name is Haggerty. And he's got an enormous amount of money, uh, and he throws it around a lot. So, I suppose that's the question. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Well, you Levinites. Well, let's go to Chris. Crossville, Tennessee, Sirius Satellite. You like Haggerty?
5: The reason that I I said that was there was an advertisement on the radio today from bill haggerty and he's saying that seti is not who he says he is Mm -hmm. and he said he had some ties he contributed to obamacare something to do with massachusetts and
0: and i i I looked into that how do you contribute to obamacare
5: well i I, he's a doctor i i I, you know i i don't remember the
0: whole and 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 here's the other thing this guy Haggerty spent a fortune trashing Fred Thompson. Have you been in Tennessee a while? Well,
5: I've been here about 13 years, but my parents yeah. lived here. I'm living in their house. They've since passed.
0: So you, you have a good feel for the state then 13 years.
5: Well, I I just, I just heard that advertisement. I mean I've heard the advertisements uh, for, um, for SETI. He sounds you know sincere. you know his mother's on there. And, and I you know, I, I really was thinking about him, and then I heard this advertisement from Haggerty today, and I'm going, okay. But I
0: don't understand the advertisement.
5: Well, you'd have to hear it. I just heard it one time. It's yeah. the first time I've heard it. Um, and uh, he just, you know, said that the SETI was not who he said he you know, it, okay,
0: but I they kind of all do that. But I don't understand how you contribute to Obamacare.
5: Well, maybe I missed... missed
0: uh, all right, it's okay. I mean, these are quick ads, and there's a lot of them. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Much in. Will, Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY, how would you vote? How would you vote, Will? I would vote conservative. Mm-hmm. As I speak, the president's doing a tele teleconference for the Rhino. Oh. You would still vote conservative, right? Yes, sir. So would I. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Jack, Manhattan, New York, the great WABC, how would you vote?
4: Hey, Mark, uh, i vote conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is, I don't know exactly how you would define me because, oh look, first of all, I'm in the wolf's den here in New York City, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, am, I consider myself a conservative, but this is the twist. I'd like to see how you see me because I'm actually pro-choice
0: mm-hmm. and pro-gay marriage. But I, I am in, like, the boat with here, you. Here's, here's how I see it now. Because the Supreme Court has taken over those two issues and has put out an edict, it, doesn't, it, it they're not defining issues anymore. In other words, I can give you my opinion, but politically it's almost irrelevant. What can I do to fight gay marriage today? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, Nothing. So, but, but what I still so I, I, is, uh, I, I'm not prepared to do this tonight, but I would say if you're pro-abortion, I don't believe you are that conservative. You may be conservative on fiscal issues... But you throw away the science. We keep talking about the science. What do you think you see on a sonogram? You're not, you don't see a turtle. That's a baby. But that for another day. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong.
2: This is the Octagon of Talk Radio, The Mike Levin Show.
0: Call him now
2: at 877-381-3811.
0: And so I've invited um, Dr. Manny Satie on the program to tell us what he believes in. Dr. Manny if we've never met, we've never talked, I don't know you. How are you, sir?
4: Mark, it's good to be with you, brother. You have been a personal hero of mine for the longest time and in- one of the leaders of the conservative move in this country, and I am so, uh, so grateful. You know, I'm a trauma surgeon here in Tennessee, and uh, my parents were legal immigrants to this country with an L. They were doctors in a small town. That's how I grew up. I lived the American dream, and, uh, you know, I feel like it's so important to fight for the next generation, and that's why I'm uh, running for the U.S. Senate here in Tennessee against the hand-picked Tennessee Republican establishment, uh, Mitt Romney Republican, uh, and uh, I'm just so grateful to be here.
0: You know, on my uh, I, I haven't had time to look on my uh, Facebook and Twitter sites. People are pouring in, obviously, that back Haggerty and saying he's a never Trumper. Ask him about that. What do they mean by that?
4: Oh, that guy—he is—he's uh, basically a wolf in sheep's clothing, as uh, Senator Rand Paul put it. Basically, he um, he's backed. He was Jeb Bush's presidential delegate when Jeb Bush went down. He went over to uh, Marco Rubio, and then when Rubio went down, after he donated to him. He uh, he went to Trump, and now he's uh, he's rolling around Tennessee uh, like he's going to defend the president when, in fact, he was one of the leaders of the Never Trump movement in Tennessee.
0: And, and, but he was the ambassador to Japan under the president, and the president's doing a teleconference for him today. You think that's out of loyalty, or why do you think that's happening?
4: I think that he is a Washington insider, and so he knew people around the president and— uh, basically just pulled a huge favor and got the president to endorse him. And I just believe, look, I've met the president, but I believe if he had five or ten minutes with me, uh, he would know very quickly that I'd be the person to uh, support him. And I I just don't think that President Trump knows that he was Mitt Romney's national finance chairman in 2008. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. I didn't know that. He was the national finance chairman for Romney?
4: That's right. That's right. When our own favorite son, uh, uh, w- one of my own personal heroes, Senator Fred Thompson, was running for president, he be- instead of being a-, a Tennessee volunteer and being with us, he was with Mitt Romney.
0: And, All right. So uh, hold on. I want to be clear. So he backed Romney against Fred Thompson, who was a personal friend of mine.
4: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: That's and exactly I, I had personally, in my audience, we endorsed Fred Thompson in that primary early on.
4: Yeah, yeah. Senator Thompson was just—he's uh, one of my personal heroes. Uh, I think he was an incredible citizen legislator. He was someone who always took on the establishment, and uh, and I want to be someone in his mold. And uh, and 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 here's the other thing. I mean, this is a guy who donated to Al Gore, and,
0: uh, and, oh, and well, well. who so donated he, to Al Gore?
4: Uh, and Bill
0: Haggerty. When did he donate to Al Gore?
4: In the the presidential race in 2000 between George W. Bush and Al Gore, he donated $1,000 to Al Gore.
0: All right, Honestly, I want to get this straight because I'm getting confused. He donates to Al Gore. He's the national finance guy for Romney. He backs Romney against Fred Thompson, but he winds up being the president's choice for ambassador to Japan. It's kind of screwy.
4: Yeah, but that's how these Washington insiders roll. I mean, they just they know how to step and how to position. And, look, I've spent my whole life taking care of patients. I run this nonprofit called Healthy Tennessee, which has helped all these people, which the ambassador is attacking left and right. So I don't really know much about, you know, climbing that ladder and doing all that. I'm doing this because the Lord put it in my heart to make a difference and to help people and to fight for conserv- the conservative movement. Uh, and that's why I'm running.
0: Now, some fella called up from Tennessee, seemed like a very nice guy, he said, look, I – I was kind of leaning toward uh, S.A.T., but then I saw this ad, and I didn't understand the ad, from Haggerty talking about you're donating or supporting Obamacare. What kind of ad are they running? So they're
4: doing – look, right now we're winning in Tennessee, and that's why they're attacking us. Now, look, I lived in Massachusetts for like 10 years training. It was my parents' dream when they came to this country for me to go to Harvard. So I did, and I'm very proud of it. But look – uh, he, he's trying to say that I'm somebody I'm not. I donated fifty bucks to, you know, uh, my wife's brother's friend who was running for Congress. We bought two t-shirts, brother. We bought two t-shirts in 2008. <laughs> this is a guy who gave a hundred thousand dollars to Mitt Romney and thousands of dollars to Al Gore, and he's coming after me for giving fifty bucks.
0: So tell us where you're conservative.
4: Well, number one uh... first of all i believe that you know the the role of government should be very very limited in our life i'm a constitutional conservative i think we need to take a hard line on illegal immigration my parents did it the right way they came to this country legally they stood in line and they waited their turn and i'm just sick and tired of uh... you know this chain-based migration of low-skilled immigrants coming over here ending up on benefits bringing other people over here on benefits that's gotta change we need a merit-based system we need to repeal and replace Obamacare. I don't know what the ambassador's smoking, but for the last 10 years, I've been running around the state talking about the evils of Obamacare. We need to get government out of health care. And the Washington establishment Republicans, you know, They said, if you give us the House, if you give us the Senate, we'll repeal and replace Obamacare. But they didn't, because it's the single greatest failed broken political promise in the history of this country. Uh, And if I am in the U.S. Senate, we will change it. Uh, I believe very strongly that we got to take on this mob, brother, this rioting and looting and burning in the streets. These weak need establishment Republicans in Washington, they won't stand up. They won't stand up. I mean, look at the ambassador for just a second. This guy was on a board that supported Black Lives Matter. They supported Black Lives Matter starting in May after all this stuff went down. And only when it was pointed out just a week ago, he suddenly resigned. And I mean, this is the problem. You got these folks who won't take a stand. And then we, our economy. Look, we are selling our jobs down a river to the communist Chinese government. I was on the front lines of this COVID crisis. I was in the ICUs and the trauma base. I saw it myself, Mark, our gowns, our gloves, our masks, so many of our medications, our antibiotics. Our, we are making them in another country. We don't make them here. We have to have a second industrial revolution in this country. That's why I'm a conservative.
0: Have you ever served in any other public office?
4: No, brother. I've never even run for So you're a citizen,
0: citizen candidate.
4: That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: I like I did
4: the fact four H club president.
0: Four H club, okay, that yeah. we won't hold that against you. Now you uh, but I like the fact that you're a doctor. I like the fact that you're a citizen candidate. I am concerned if Haggerty was a national finance director for Romney, if he gets to the Senate he's gonna pal up with Romney.
4: Oh he absolutely will. A vote for Bill Haggerty in Tennessee is a vote for Mitt Romney, and that is just the bottom line.
0: When is the election?
4: Uh, the election, early voting started uh, today and the election is Thursday, August 6th.
0: So there's a ways to go yet.
4: There's a ways to go, but we're doing really well in the polls and we're winning. And that's, that's why he's attacking us. I just, somebody just came up to me. I'm at a dinner in Ray County, uh, and that's in East Tennessee. And, uh, this woman comes up to me and she said, you know, I was really split between you and your opponent. Uh, because nobody really knows down here about his association with Romney. And she says, after the negative attack ads, that guy's running on you, I'm with you and in Tennessee, people don't like that kind of politicking. And, uh, you know, he spent most of his life in Japan and Washington and, uh, you know, Bain Capital and Boston working with Romney. So he had not spent much time in Tennessee. So Wait a
0: minute. He team. worked at Bain Capital?
4: Yeah, Boston Consulting Group or Bain Capital, one of those two. But he worked directly with Mitt Romney.
0: So Mitt he's very Romney's tight with sister. Romney.
4: That's right. Mitt Romney's sister got him a job at the White House.
0: At the Trump White House?
4: No, at George H.W. Bush's White House. That's where he got his start.
0: I really wish the president had known all of this, the yeah, ties to yeah. Romney, because I am deeply concerned if this guy gets to the Senate, he's going to be Romney Jr. What has he said about Romney during the campaign? Anything?
4: Oh, he, he bashes him. He's, he, you know, yeah. he's weak-kneed Republicans like Mitt Romney. And, and I tell you, you know, you know when you're like watching something and everybody gets all awkward in an audience, people kind of look at one another. Because I think in the activist groups, people know. Most people don't know this association. The activists know. And they kind of just look at each other. And, look, here's the thing. I'll just tell you this. If I had a friend and I disagreed, look, he's my friend. I won't just throw him under the bus. And, and, and Haggerty is just trying to turn on Mitt Romney in public. But, look, Mitt Romney endorsed him in the Wall Street Journal. He's
0: All right, hold on now. I want to get everything straight. So Mitt Romney, the senator, has endorsed Haggerty for the Senate?
4: Well, I'll tell you this. In July in the Wall Street Journal, he said, you know, look, Uh, uh, I would love to have Bill Haggerty in the U.S. Senate. To me, that's an endorsement.
0: He can't really come out and say it because he knows now Romney is poison in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And,
4: and you know, Mark, all of this, I would love for people to check us out at DrMannyForSenate.com and go online and donate because every dollar right now goes on TV for us to take on. uh, All right. Let's get
0: this straight. We're going to put it on my site. And if your opponent wants to come on, that's fine. But. I want people to – I like you, the way, you are, the way you're talking. I, can, I have a good feel for these things. What is your site, particularly in Tennessee, sure. if people want to help or around the country?
4: It's Dr. Manny for com, And uh, uh, I would be so grateful. You know, uh, Mar, we have uh, we've had 10,000 individual donors. I'll tell you what We're I'm going to
0: do. I'm going to put my neck on the line, piss off the President of the United States, probably half my audience, but that's just the way it goes. I'm going to endorse you. For the United States Senate in the Republican primary. I don't know if that's going to hurt you or help you, but I have kids who live in Tennessee. I have grandkids. They live in Nashville. If I live there, I'd be voting for you. That's the bottom line. All right, sir. I'm
4: grateful, brother. I am so grateful. And it is such an honor for me to get to spend time with you. You've been one of my my heroes for a long time.
0: Well, thank you. And God bless you. All right, take care of yourself. Thank you so much. I like the fact this guy is a citizen, he's a serious doctor. He's a conservative, and he's not tied to Romney. People get mad at me, they get mad at me. I'll be right back.
2: Mark Lovin.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. You have to understand, folks, this is a lose-lose for Mark. If, the, if Dr. Manny wins, I assume the president will be mad at me. If he loses, then Mark's a loser. But I'm not running. So I went online and I looked at Google. You ought to see what this guy Haggerty's trying to do to this Dr. Manny. He told you he bought two T-shirts for a campaign of a friend of his wife, And that was the contribution, apparently, to Obamacare. And they have here, SETI supported Obamacare. SETI donated to liberal. Tried to work for Obama. What I recommend the people in Tennessee do, or others who are thinking of supporting one or the other, don't don't be swayed by campaigns. Look at the facts. Do your own research. Put their names in. Google them and however you want to search it. And you'll get to the bottom of this. We spent a little time doing this, and there's no question that he's conservative. But you can go ahead and do it yourself. So like the gentleman Coley said, well, the Haggerty campaign said, I, I, I know, it doesn't matter what the campaign says, you gotta, or any of the campaigns. You've got to look at the facts as best as you can discern them. Look, here's the bottom line for me. His opponent is tied so closely to Romney that if he gets into the Senate, you know damn well what's going to happen to this guy. So that's my concern. That's my biggest concern. All right. in America, every Friday in honor of you, and may add tonight in honor of all the men and women in blue. thank God for each and every one of you. Here we go. the week is officially over, thank God, and the weekend begins right now. Don't forget, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Ben Shapiro and I for the full hour. You're going to love it. Trust me. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffy. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. So many of them. And good night, my beautiful Barney. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. And good night, America. God bless you.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.